This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate Prostaskius, Leroy, Kiana, Jeremy, Jacob, Cheryl, Balangor, Spike, Chris, Konohamaru, Booyag, Starry, Red Dead Coquette, Keith, Logan, Punch and Potato, Jen Solo, Rajar, and Eric. Thank you again for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another smashed episode of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. And I'm Adam. And you know, why are we smashed? Because tonight, after I after I got done with work, I was like, you know what? I, I need to make I need to make some, some good food. So I ran over to the store, picked up some good burger meat. I made some smash burgers uh. on the flat top. And whoo, baby, they were good. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna cook for you when you come out, man. Yeah, you, you, you cook you cook for us when you came out here too. I mean, it's a we get the royal treatment, you know, it's pretty good. I love cooking for you guys, man. Yeah. I mean whenever there's beef involved, man, I'm I'm down. Yeah. Uh you know, we we uh we eat well. So that's right. I'm that's I'm right. very grateful for that. And there is uh you know, it's funny when you're a kid, I I can't do anything. I couldn't eat anything uh it was on a cheeseburger other than like the basic three things, right? Yeah. yeah I'd always say the cheeseburger plain. Man, when, yep. you, when you've got like a barbecue burger and you get fresh tomato and lettuce on there, I, it's like nothing better than that. You know? <laughs> it's oh, just, dude. I, I, w- <laughs> I went over, I got a few hearts of romaine, mm-hmm. got a few nice, big, red, juicy tomatoes. Yeah, I got a red yeah. onion, threw mm-hmm. a little bit of that Good in idea. there. And, I don't normally go for onion on my burger. It's never really been my thing, but yeah. man, man, if anything's fresh, you know, that's, that's really what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. And you know, it's, it's funny. There's a lot of snobbery that goes around when it comes to cheese, but I'll tell you when you're doing a burger, especially a smash burger where the thing's got to go freaking fast. Mm hmm nothing beats a straight up good old craft single american fake no hard disagree fake fake freaking cheese because can't do it that stuff melts like nobody's business in an instant and it's so good did you watch that netflix movie it was like a horror comedy about cook like a cook it was oh yeah the menu the menu i guess yeah it was like i i watched it with my mom and my wife and i was thinking like oh you know it's gonna be about a crazy chef well it is yes and how but like (laughs) you underestimate how crazy he's gonna be Um, yes and i'll watch i'll watch basically anything that anya taylor joys in i mean she's just so good mm-hmm. um and she just absolutely kills it in anything she does um even that horrible new mutants movie was at least semi-enjoyable because she was in it mm-hmm. um and uh anyway uh th- it, there's a point in that movie where she asked him for the for the cheeseburger right yeah and, and she's see? like she's like it has to be american cheese and he's like yes of course because of the yep. of how it melts 
Yep. And but it's a thing. I, I can't do it, man. Like when even when I go to like In and Out Burger, because I know they'd be using those craft singles over there, you know, I'm just like absolutely not. Oh man. I'll put one on yours and you'll like it. No, I It'll won't. Be good. No, it's gotta be fresh cheddar. Okay. No, you know, pepper jack, Colby, you know, I'll I'm, I'm I'll have Gouda, you know what I mean? Like whatever, but not American cheese. I absolutely refuse to ever ingest that ever again. <laughs> oh man. I am a snob when it comes to that. At least that far, man. I will put up with a lot, but absolutely not. How do you feel about craft singles and other forms of cheese? Let us know. Wait, hey, I don't need them for anything else. I said, let us know by joining our Patreon. <laughs> and yeah, uh, do it. And then join our Discord and tell me why you think one of us is wrong or possibly both. I'm not wrong. But then stay and <laughs> keep paying. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you you uh, you enjoy all that craft, quote unquote, cheese as much as you like. Eh. Oh, man. Even when it comes to like macaroni and cheese, like a box, uh, like if I, it wouldn't be often I would have that, but I would still probably shred some cheese in there. Oh, yeah. I've docked. I've doctored up some some craft mac and cheese. I I tell you, there now that is something I've tried doing like just a regular old box of that every now and then. Like, I wonder if this still hits the same as you know when you're a kid. And not really. I mean, nah, it, it, it doesn't. A, it gives you a hint, but you know, yeah, you got to do something. Yeah, you've had baked macaroni and cheese before, haven't you? That's pretty darn good. It it is. It, although I've had some that like people were hyping it up and after I, you know, actually tasted it, I was like, I don't, I don't see what all the, I mean, it's a about. side, it just, you know what I mean? It like it just took a long time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, what's new? Yeah. Uh, I was bored out of my mind today, uh, because we, we had uh, state testing for the students and, so I was like locked in a room, just doing nothing, but watching Ugh. them, making sure they're not cheating like any of them care enough. You do know, you, do you put your hands behind your back and like stick your chest out and like put your chin up and like kind of stare down your nose with your eyes half closed as you march up and down the aisle? Yeah, like, I, I, mm, I've marched mm. up and down the aisle like two or three times. And then the rest of the time I sat and screwed around on my phone. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. and I drew a picture. I drew a, a my coworker while I was in a, in uh, his room with him, and he's a big Spider Man fan. Oh, nice! So I drew a uh, Doctor Octopus, um, who's my favorite Spider Man bad guy. Nice. I um, thought your favorite Spider Man bad guy was Craven. Craven's. I kind of like. I made you stop I and li- think for a no, second. No, no, no. I did think about this <laughs> earlier today. I no longer like Craven as a Spider Man bad guy i think he's a fantastic bad guy for other people um uh, and i do think craven's last hunt was a good story uh but i i had kind of an epiphany today i was like i think the best spider-man villains are they have to represent science in some way they have to be uh, some sort of view on the value of science in life right because like with with norman osborne it's like science for the sake of money and power right like yeah. like the means corporate to an end. science corporate yeah exactly um dr connor's is like uh untried untested desperate science 
you know, yeah. like we just need to fix the problem now and we can't wait. Um, or, or, or just people who are really trying to like push things farther than they maybe ought to be pushed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's like the, we're going to skip the FDA type thing, right? Yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. just, we're just going to ship it and, and see what no happens. Checks. Um, and then like with Dr. Octopus, it's like, I need to do science in order for everyone to see how brilliant I am. It's like mm. science for ego. Right. And, and Peter is a scientist who's always down on his luck and he has to represent something different. Right. Um, mm. you know, I don't that's know. Interesting. That, that's just one thought I had. That's why I think a lot of people don't really like Venom very much. Like the, most people aren't lukewarm on Venom. They either like love him or hate him because oh, I think Venom's rad. Yeah, I mean, he is definitely rad, right? He's definitely rad. But what, like, what is Eddie's, like, personal stakes with Peter Parker specifically, you know, other than he hurt my newspaper career? Like, that's not a great motivation, right? Like, well, I mean, who's who, who's to say whether someone's motivation is great or not? <laughs> you know, if something you got makes me you fired, do something, I will yeah. now kill your family. Um, yeah, seems reasonable. Wow. Uh, although I will say, you know, there was, it, it was more of the relationship between Peter and the symbiote because the symbiote used to be bonded to him and then right. it felt rejected. But even still, it, it lacks that, that sciencey thing. That's why I really like seeing characters like Venom going up against, you know, somebody like Wolverine, you know, mm. I think that's a little bit more interesting. So I would that just, I, I would mix and max match my, uh, rogues gallery with different characters you know if i was sure the one in charge which i'm not uh, speaking of uh speaking of a a, a rogues gallery yeah. or a monster manual if you will oh uh you, you went and saw the D movie recently, i did yes you? yes yeah did we want to do a quick spoiler free chat about that yeah why not um yeah i What'd thought you think yeah i thought it was and i mean this as a compliment Okay. I thought it was like a strong eight out of 10. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And I mean, that is like, don't concentrate on the minus two, right? 10 would be like a perfect film, right? Which it's not. You're putting this like, like top, top B tier, low A tier. If, yeah, if you're looking I, at, I your, would say, at your tier criteria. Yeah. My tier criteria. Good when you're in the mood. It's, it's definitely, uh, like it's and it's good for when you're in the mood, but it's also hitting that mood that you would like to be in often, which yes. is like you just want to have fun. If you would like to have fun and watch a movie where you have fun and the characters have fun, this this movie the, does that. Yes, the this the that's that's your back of the box quote. New York Times says this movie is really fun. <laughs> fun boom equals fun More. equals fun. Uh, so I would, I do recommend the D and D movie. I thought it was good. Uh, certainly it's leagues ahead of its predecessors, uh, oh, which Lord. are just unwatchable. Um, and, uh, I, I had a good time. There was, the, I do have my little beefs, sure. but, but they're, you know, the same little beefs you would have for, for pretty much everything. It was like, well, I wish this was different, but overall I had a really good time. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I was sitting there eating uh, candy I snuck in and yeah. uh, it, it worked out great. Like good old days. 
Uh, I also saw the Mario movie, but uh, before we go on to that, oh, um, I want to. I I haven't. You haven't and seen I it. Really okay. want to. So I also recommend the Mario movie, though. I'll say that. Um, I enjoyed it. Bring your kids. It should be rated G, but it's not. Um, mm. But anyway, uh, what did you think about the uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie? Honor among th- uh, to heaves to heaves. Um, I I think I would say first and foremost that. Um, it is an honest to God proper D and D movie. Like if you play D and D, it's a proper film. Proper twelve. Um, <laughs> it's uh like like if you if you're in the hobby, if you play D and D, if you're familiar with it either now or from back in the day, and you go see it, when you walk out of it, you will feel like you watched a D and D movie. It's yeah. not like somebody just slapped the label on it and was like, oh, we'll have a guy fight a dragon at some point. And call it D and call it D and D, right? Um, yeah, evil wizard something something. Even though there is evil wizard something there, something, there is that. <laughs> um, which I mean, it makes sense for your first film. It the movie was definitely on brand. I think it hit the notes it needed to hit. Yes, it, it gave you fan servicey references that you got to like point at and and say totally. something. You know, you do the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Um, mm. One of the many, ah, but the one where he's pointing at the screen. Uh-huh. You know, I see what you did there. Like, hey, I, I recognize that. Yeah. Um, and then, but it doesn't like, it's not just that, right? It's not just like cringy audience winking constantly. Oh right? my God, no. Because a you lot know, of movies are kind of doing that these days. When, when I was in the theater, one of the things I found myself doing most um, because I went with uh, a buddy of mine, uh, my wife and my father-in-law, and obviously uh, my my buddy and my father-in-law don't play at all. Um, my my friend has had, I mean, uh, apart from myself, obviously, he's he had a, a friend in the past who would play a lot, so he's like heard some things but he's, he's never vaguely actually familiar yeah but he hasn't gotten to participate right. my my father-in-law absolutely he, zero he's just he's right. just down for a fun action movie i don't right. know my actual movies what he said <laughs> um and during the movie i found myself leaning over to both of them and going that is the exact sort of craziness that a player or a group of players would try to do like there are points right. in the movie where you see him like coming up with these convoluted plans or trying to like hashtag do the dumb thing right and and right. it just either spectacular failure or resounding success like it's a feast or famine kind of thing there were so many moments that to me felt like they were very kind of accurately representative of the kind of experience that a lot of people who play the game have had and like similar situations and just the way things would tend to kind of go. Yeah. I was really feeling that like I could see this being a, a film version of like I, a game that a table played once where they rolled yeah, dice. Like yeah, there, there are moments interpretation of that. 
Yeah, there there are moments in it where I I'm like almost seeing die rolls, right? And looking 100%. at the hundred percent, looking at the uh, representation of it for like whenever they succeed or succeed with style or whatever. Yep. And yep. like it, it, there's that. Uh, well, okay, I said no spoilers, uh, but there's a scene where there's two characters and they're trying to deal with some thugs. One of them basically does everything. And the other one yes. Yes. Uh, accomplishes basically nothing. And, <laughs> yes. and so I'm just imagining, you know, he keeps rolling like one, two, three, you know, and that's <laughs> yeah. like the best he can do. Um, <laughs> so, yep. And you're like, been there, been there, been there, been there. I was just playing Mario Party with my family before I got on. Oh, and I, I swear, haven't played Mario Party ever. It's a it's oh, a that sounds it's so a, fun. It's fun and also very frustrating because it's definitely a, a game that little kids can win because it's oh, so like man. random, you Dude. know. But it's still a really good time. We were la- laughing really hard at stuff that was happening. So that was. Did you good. ever the play in the first Mario Party? Did no, you ever the th- burn a burn a hole in the middle of your palm with the N sixty four joystick because you're trying to spin that freaking thing. <laughs> oh my god, like. It hurts no, so N64 much. controllers turned me off of the Nintendo brand for years. Like, Dude. I remember seeing that monstrosity in Blockbuster video. And I look, I know that N64 was like a seminal piece of that hardware. Was my first console, man. Right. I love like, that. I thing. know people loved it and they love the Mario game that came with it and stuff. I did not care for the controller specifically. Um, so I really didn't play Nintendo until uh, the Wii came out. Um, oh, man. But prior to that, hey. I, I played the crap out of SNES. Oh, GameCube is what? <gasps> yeah, people love GameCube. They love Dude. it. Uh, nobody anyway. nobody talks about Wii U. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that, did, we, that didn't we, happen. We there, there are two things we don't talk about. Bruno and the Wii U. <laughs> and the Wii U. Those That's two right. things, you just you shut up. Shut up, man. I'll say this, man. The the switch is like it's really stellar. It's a really uh, amazing. Oh, that, that game is that game. That system is done so well. That thing is that is that thing is game. It that thing is game. It but is game. We as as is our want. We've gotten yeah, way off way again. Off. But I, I like yeah. the actors. I thought they were they were pretty good. Um, I had some issues with uh, how much time was given to characters. Um, mm. which is hard in an ensemble piece and you, you can't really not do an ensemble with a D and D title. Yeah. Um, having said that, you know, stuff like guardians of the galaxy does that better. Uh, but then, you know, I'm not going to say everybody needs to be James Gunn. I really think the guy is a genius, right? right? But like, you know, this did very well. And the fact that I would have liked a little bit more, uh, personal connections with the characters, at least that's says, very telling that at least says that I wanted more, you know, instead yeah. of like, oh, the characters all annoyed me like the, oh. the one with the 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 weigh-ins. Uh, I couldn't. Yeah. Every single character in that in that movie was just a cheese grater on your ears and eyes like it was just awful. Um, I, I remember this was much when, more enjoyable. I love the paladin character the most. Oh, he was so good. Uh, who's that? Uh, Rene Jean Page, I think. Yeah, and, uh, of course, my wife also liked him the most. <laughs> well, I mean, you. I mean, okay, okay. Real talk. You can't blame him. I don't. No, no, I can't. You know, I like, was like, fair enough. Like, I, you know, I look at the dude and I go, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, 
I mean, when my I, wife watched the crap out of Bridgerton, you know. Oh, of course. And, you know, which is Game of Thrones for, for chicks. Oh, and, I mean, you could <laughs> and freaking crack a walnut on that guy's rear end. Like, oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> you, you look at the dude and you're like, it's just not fair. It's just not fair. Like, how come I'm not perfect? Because you don't work out like that kind of maniac and neither he, do i you know he was on you know? snl and like during his opening monologue it was just like the female cast members just like swooning the whole time hey. <laughs> it's kind of Can funny I hang out up here with you <laughs> sure uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh and plus he's got the accent like forget it you oh, just can't even compete he he's a he's a solid 11 out of 10 yeah he really is you know uh which <laughs> Hey, if you're going to have like 20 charisma, um, that's, Hey, that's a good point. You know, <laughs> he did, he, they did cast the correct paladin. It's like, right. we need a person who actually does have 20 charisma. Oh, we got just the dude. Check um, this guy out. I will say that at least for like the two main characters, uh, Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez, um, they, uh, they, well, they obviously get the most time and attention. And so we get to know them a little more. And, yeah. And so they're, they're definitely much more built out than the rest of the cast. Um, I, and so I'll, they're good. I'll say this straight up. I have never liked Michelle Rodriguez more than I liked her in this. This is, this is the best work I've ever seen her do. Like she was spot on casting for that character. And she was pretty I, convincing I too. Like I was like, this is, this is a good barbarian. This isn't like, yeah, annoying or anything. And like, I like Vox Machina as well, right? And sure. uh, I'm I like a Grog the, fan. Yeah, Grog's great, but I didn't. I was hoping not to see a Lady Grog, and I'm glad that's not what they did, right? Yes. They, yes. they went with a different interpretation, and they, they made her much more like you know, uh, likable character. Not that yeah. Grog isn't likable, but it's 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 in a different, much more mature way. Um, yeah, they do and different things, even if they're the same stats. Idiot, either. No, like, she wasn't. She wasn't. It's easy to make a barbarian or a, a heavy duty fighter type character like, oh, they can, you know, they'll yeah. kick ass. But apart from that, like, like, like Grog is much more of that stereotypical. I have eight intelligence. Yeah. You know, yeah. but at least he can speak in complete sentences, you know, usually. Uh, whereas you could imagine that she also probably dumped intelligence, but it, it's, uh, and I'll admit, I watched the Dungeon Dudes talk about this movie. Uh-huh. And they were they were talking about this exact thing, actually, mm-hmm. um, where they were talking about how they were they liked that she was, you know, she didn't use intelligence to solve her problems, like, but still exhibited that it wasn't her strong suit without, yeah. without going me barbarian, you know, me dumb, me dumb, me hit with club, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was that was good. There was there was some restraint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, as far as the rest of the cast go, they all had their moments and that's also yeah. kind of, um, like how a D and D table would go, right? A yep. lot of like, y- you know, you try not to declare a protagonist, um, but usually you always have one, a few standouts. Yeah. Usually one or two kind of just engage a little bit more and, yeah. And some players are kind of happy to have their spotlight moments, but that that isn't the regular. Oh, I I mean, we've run into a few players who, who oh, literally yeah. don't want 
the spotlight. So they just they're just waiting until they get to attack something. Yeah. Right. And um, otherwise, they're really not engaged that much. Right. And and nobody in the movie was quite like that, but they were they definitely felt like side characters. Sure. Um, and one other thing that's good is that nobody in the party except for the paladin um, was particularly good at it. Right? <laughs> and so, yeah, I think for your first movie, you want people to feel like they're kind of low level. The the druid, you know, I, I'll talk a little bit about that because she's in the trailer. Um, yeah. You know, so she's able to to do all kinds of things that would suggest that she's a higher level. But at a certain certain point, like there's a lot of things that the movie does that are like, um, oh, man, that's like straight from the book. I know that spell. I know that monster. That makes sense. That's where the die roll feels. But there are other parts where I'm like, well, actually, how did you wild shape me? And then I go, shut up, nerd, in my own head. Right. You know, like it doesn't matter. Like it's it's fine. Um, so that's another thing I'd say about it. I'm glad that you were able to bring non D and D people to it and they were able to enjoy it. Cause I think that it's definitely struck that balance to yep. be able to appeal to both sides in that way, which is not easy. That's not an easy thing to do. I was actually just going to say when, when we were walking out, we were basically like, man, I could have watched another hour of that. Mm-hmm. Like w- when that movie ended, I wasn't ready to go. I was like more like, and that's, <laughs> and that's what you want, you know, like at yeah, the end absolutely. of the day, if you leave going, dude. Well, and I think, I think it was just a slam dunk in terms of like concept and idea. Yep. And it, and, and execution. it's very easy to franchise this whole thing. Right. Yep. And they could, they can absolutely just continue with the same cast if they want to if they wanted to change it up movie to movie or maybe every few movies it's a different cast you know there's so many possibilities and and the main thing i'll say you know everybody's going to compare it to a marvel movie and i think that that's warranted it definitely has a marvel kind of vibe yeah you know kind of got the the, same formula yeah it's got all of those things where it's like there's some jokes there's some drama there's some heart there's some action yeah you know, there's, but we never necessarily get too political or too deep or too philosophical, you know, like probably the most right. hardcore the MCU ever gets is like winter soldier. Right. Yeah. And like everything else is, you know, pretty much big bad guy smash thing, you know, and that's fine. So yep. it's, it works here. Uh, the bad guy is interesting though. There's a couple of bad guys. Hugh Grant well, was wonderful. Yeah. Um, Hugh Grant's characters he's, he's so fun <laughs> is is very enjoyable the the uh other bad guy is much more of like a kind of a generic Dungeons and Dragons bad guy um but you still but still enjoyable you know yeah yeah um sad to say he's still better than the Jeremy Irons mage from the Wayne's Ooh. movie which is horrible to say because it's it's Jeremy Irons, you know what I mean? Like the the dude is a top notch actor. Well, he's the know? voice of Flippin' Scar. He's out he's Flippin' like, Scar. He's one of the many Alfreds, you know. <laughs> one of one of Legion. Um, yeah, I, he is a, uh, a phenomenal actor and man, what a voice, but that movie was just such a stinker. Like, like nobody was going to save it. Yeah. Like, I don't, it didn't matter who you got. I thought having Chris Pine head up this franchise, this potential franchise was a good idea. Oh man. He, he, he nails the bard vibe. Like 
Yeah. Man, I, I don't know. I yeah. mean, we could we could belabor this forever. We really could. We could make that the whole episode. But it's it's I think a, we kind of uh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's a solid go watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Us, you know, yeah. eat some popcorn. Go watch it at like a Fat Cats or main event or some, you know, Ooh, equivalent you in go. your area where they, you know, bring you snacks and the carpet's hideous. You know what, man? You get like a if, recliner. If I, if I ever had a theater, it's hardwood floors, man. <laughs> Just hard. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. How do you... <sighs> The, the it, carpet is always it, it's so it's always bad. like like a 1990s trapper keeper you know oh yeah it's just yeah, it's just it's always just just triangles for no reason inexplicable some fractal designs you just can't like and i kind of get it it's kind of like confetti i guess but yeah. yeah it's it's not it's not nice to look at <laughs> it hides sure. hides dirt like a son hides of a gun dirt. yeah absolutely yeah it definitely does that definitely does that so, oh man well D movie y'all yeah. if you haven't seen it go see it go see it you'll have a good time and take folks who don't know anything about D, have them watch this and go it's kind of like that you'll get at least a few folks who are like <laughs> maybe i'll give it a shot yeah definitely emphasis on kind of right because there's yeah. like like a good ta- that's what a good table feels like let's put it that way right yeah wait yeah. there's a lot of shenanigans but there's some heart moments and then there's more shenanigans like it definitely feels like that right like and what i would say is a fun healthy table that you know allows serious moments to happen but doesn't take itself too seriously all the time right you know and is mainly focused on are the players having fun so i would say it's good for that a lot of tables are not always that way which is unfortunate um speaking of tables um and uh, in groups and stuff uh had another campaign end actually not one of mine mm. uh which is nice this is one of the the times i got to play one of the rare occasions where i uh get to play in a game and it comes to an end um without you've you been know. you've been aching for one of those for a while yeah um and you know i I had, you know, I had complex thoughts about the campaign throughout, uh, mm-hmm. but it, uh, I would say it ended pretty well. And I was, nice. I was glad for that. And, uh, we, we had kind of like an epilogue session where we were kind of just talking about what we were hoping our characters would, would do and, and what they would accomplish. And it ended up being kind of like this share and discuss thing just over so- discord kind of a sort of a post-mortem yeah in a way but we're still making like important character decisions gotcha you know as we as we in our different ways right off into the sunset uh my my character uh and tiana's character and tiana's been on, been on the show before a couple times and did fate school with us yes uh, she did she and i have been in that game for uh a long time and uh our characters were in a in a uh relationship pretty much the almost the whole time nice. i think i think we're about three sessions in before they connected right and uh we at the very end 
um, we sort of had to have the characters part ways um, for the for the greater good. The greater the greater good. good. <laughs> Speaking of good <laughs> movies, go watch Hot Fuzz. It's not, not in theaters, dude. Any of but... the Simon Pegg movies, man. <laughs> Was it uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and? Uh, World's End or at World's End. Yeah, and then there's the the one where that's about like running. It's like marathon running. I forget what that one's called. Um, and he it, it it was all about just trying to win the girl back. That's that was the whole movie, but it was still pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I love Hot Fuzz. Definitely like in my top ten favorite movies ever. It's so good. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the Hound. Was Yarp uh, guy Rory McCann? Yeah, just Narp. <laughs> okay, he's <laughs> like, oh, thank God, <laughs> Narp. Narp. Like, guessing Mark. <laughs> How would he say no? No. Um. So, uh. Anyway, I've, it just kind of got me thinking about um ending games. Right. And mm. and doing uh, epilogues and and this sort of thing. And we've already eaten most of the time talking about the D&D movie. So um, I'm well spent. I guess. Not sorry. I, yeah. No, not sorry about it. But I guess I'll just I'll toss it to you, man. You've you've had a couple of games come to conclusions. I should say conclusions, not ends. Right. Because, yeah, um, every D&D game does come to an end. Whether yes. or not the story came to a conclusion, that's yes. a much more rare occurrence, right? That's this is true. also, you know, part of the reason why, you know, when uh, you're watching like optimizers talk about D and D builds, mm. they they usually favor lower level features higher because they're more likely to be experienced. Oh yeah, the the level twenty stuff, like it's like you might as well just ignore it. You can, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a cool thing to dream about. Yeah, but don't you don't bank don't build on around seeing it. that. Yeah, don't don't plan for it as part of you know like my build isn't complete until level twenty. It's like, well, you might be disappointed because first of all, it's probably going to take over a year for you to even get there, and second of all, that's, that's if you get there, that's yep. optimistic because oh, what looks like the DM brought his girlfriend. Well. <laughs> mm. You know, or something, right? Like there will be almost inevitably some kind of, you know, party drama, right? Mm. Whether two people that start are in a relationship and then the relationship ends six months in or whatever. Um, who was I watching on, on YouTube? It's, uh, it was Crit Crab. Um, if you've <laughs> never seen these Crit Crab, he does basically just reads you, um, like reddit articles and and um comments on them and uh there were all these like D horror stories basically where oh sure like table politics happens Ew. right and uh you know and then usually it's like the extreme cases where you know the, the the creeper player starts like sexually harassing one of the 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 one girl that was brave enough to try it out you know uh, and then made everything like super uncomfortable and weird. Um, so stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so en- ending sessions. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or rather ending ending so, yeah, campaigns. You've, you you've come to conclusions. Um, what are some things uh, that you hope to get out of uh, the end of a campaign? You know, I that's that's actually a 
That is a really interesting question. Um, because I think it, I think it highly depends on, on your character and kind of what the campaign has been doing, um, you know, tonally and things like that as you've been playing. Like if it, if it's more of a comedy game, your expectations for how that'd wrap and leave your characters and things like that might be a little different than if it was like a heavy drama game or if the scale was uh much more local or super epic um so you know keeping those things in mind um i think i think the ultimate thing that just about everyone is probably looking for largely is just closure whatever that may be like just to just to feel like you've left as little as possible kind of hanging in the wind right um unless that's like the purpose sure but yeah, for the most part, you're trying to tie up loose ends. You're trying to answer the big questions. But I, did so and so and so and so make it work in the end, you know, or right. did you get that tavern you had always been dreaming about? Or did you decide that something else was more important? Um, in my character's case, um, the the god of paladins, uh, Heronius, had been killed during the course of the game and my character had become a paladin and because um tiana's character had been killed and uh my character who was a bard was like like prayed and uh heronius answered which was just uh, you know part of our explanation for using the diamond and casting raise dead and stuff like that sure uh but afterwards he had sworn an oath to heronius um one heronius had been killed because mm. heronius had had saved his love and so he was like, I'm going to bring you back. And so I started taking Paladin levels. Cool. And so Bardadin, highly recommend. Um, nice. Oddly, oddly effective. You do, of course, get to focus entirely on charisma, which is nice. Yep. Although our stats were also uh, inflated across the board. Uh, so I also had um, really, really good dexterity, um, which is basically all you need for for Bard. Uh, for, for Paladin, you know, I was able to uh, use the synergy between them to do like high, really high level smites, like level six and seven smites. Ooh. Because uh, I think we were about level, yeah, we were level 16 when it ended. Ooh, that's 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 a nice that's a nice level to get to like absolutely i think you're not you're not capping out but you're 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 getting deep into kind of what you can expect a a character to be able to deliver um but yeah, yeah you know i i think i think that closure is actually an interesting thing to think about i i had been i forget where i heard this but back in the day i I had heard that oftentimes when you have a player who from from campaign to campaign, um, like when you're making different characters, players who tend to make the same kind of character over and over, that oftentimes the underlying reason that a lot of players do that is because they haven't felt like they've gotten closure the closure that they wanted with a character like that like for me i would tend to play you know these big badass fighter dogs yeah Yeah. all the time because oftentimes i you know i get to do cool stuff with them but for one reason or another i by the end of the campaign where i play that character i hadn't maybe felt like i'd 
gotten what I wanted out of that character, even even if I didn't really know what that was. Um, you know, you leave it with some degree of dissatisfaction going, oh, man, I wish I was able to blank or I wish I had blank or a done blank. Um, mm-hmm. But once you get that closure, it kind of helps you to be able to move on to playing different things and to go, okay, I feel like I finally am able to check off that character type in my brain and allow like my brain to, to go on. Okay, let's go try out some other ideas. Maybe there is some other cool stuff I'd like to give a shot to like, um, like no, when I, I played think, I think Lanzivere. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like Th- that was very off brand for you. And, uh, which was nice. Hey, cause I think that you had gotten pretty satisfied with your, uh, with, unarmed with fighter promise. with promise. You were pretty happy. Mm-hmm. And that kind of capped off your, your Hulk character, at least for like a little while. Yeah. And, and, to i i will give spike a shout out here he was running that campaign and the way that campaign wrapped up with us being on that ship in the astral sea and kind of all of us deciding you know we're gonna stick together and ride off into the sunset and you know stuff like that that was a beautiful ending and it Mm -hmm. really at least for me it really helped me go all right big guy you know, we had a good run. Go, go enjoy yourself out in the ether, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you are, you are retired. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's much more satisfying. I've had some, some characters go out in very satisfying ways in the, in the past. It's pretty rare, but you know, when it happens, it's really special. Yeah. And, uh, I was pretty happy with how my character had turned out in that game. Yeah. Um, Amarak. It, and in this game, you know, uh, pretty good too, pretty good on the ending. And I think what, what mainly worked on both of those games was that there was, there was actually kind of a lot of player agency, mm. uh, to determine how things ended. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, having the players more involved in their own sort of epilogue, and giving them kind of the most power when it comes to like the end, mm-hmm. I think is, is an interesting way to kind of approach it because, you know, we, we have to remember that this was a collaborative story effort, mm-hmm. um, going, you know, coming through to the end. So it can't necessarily just be, a, and here is the, the grand finale of the GM's vision, right? Right. Like we want to definitely have the player's choices lead here, but now we, we want to definitely give them something interesting to decide as we come to the, to the great ending. And part of what made that ending that you're describing extra special, uh, was that we, we had thought we were going to split up some of us mm-hmm. and, and that we were going to basically sacrifice for everybody else. And then everybody decided that they would face the beyond together. Yeah. And nobody was going to hang back and be safe. Right. And so it was a very sort of friendship is magic. But and I mean that in, in, a, in a good way. Um, and you know what? I'm going to do a little self horn tooting here. I was the first one. That was my idea. And everybody jumped on board. And it was jump, great. Great. Which was perfect because your character wasn't like the super smart guy. Mm-hmm. So you had all of these people like kind of overthinking the problem. And then you were like, here's the simple solution, right? And let's just stick together. That's, this is what my heart says. Cause my, 
My brain doesn't work so good, so I don't listen to that too much. Brain work bad, heart work good. Listen heart. heart. <laughs> listen to heart. Listen to listen guts. Listen to heart. Listen all to of, guts. Listen to I like all that. the intestines. <laughs> I get right? that tattooed. Listen to guts. And, and you know, and a lot of times in D&D games, you get to see your guts, so that's nice. That um, That is true, and <laughs> I bet with the right spell, they could even talk to you. <laughs> with the real. right spell absolutely anything um so okay yeah we i think those are some some good elements and and things that we want to think about as it comes to an end i think another really important thing that i want to add here um is that you need to let your campaign end <laughs> yeah you know what i mean um i definitely I keep trying not to run super, super long games that take like a year. You don't and know I keep, how to do that. I don't know how to do that. Right. <laughs> so I, I would just say like, I think, I think a lot of times we kind of like push the story onward and we think that, well, this probably needs to happen now. It's like, go ahead and let the campaign wrap my dude, you know, like yeah. just, just, okay. Get to the point and bring it home. Mm. And if you can give players, I would say you even give players like, you know, six to 10 good sessions and it comes to an ending, especially if you've kind of set up front that that was your plan. I think that's a good thing. You know, mm. I think that I'm a fan of the condensed campaign that, while still not being a one shot. Right. Not I saying would actually. I would not actually, saying anything about one shots either way, but I would be very interested to see you try to master the one shot just because mm-hmm. it's not it's definitely it's out, not out of my comfort your zone thing. And it would yeah. be it would be really interesting to see you basically go, OK, guys, we're going to do a session zero this week. Next week, we're going to do the session. It's going to be three, maybe four hours. It's going to be wham, bam. And that's and that's and it. to We're see done. you do like like two dozen of those over the course of a two year. Dozen. Holy oh, shit! Oh, well, I mean, twenty four. <laughs> over the course of a year, like if if, if that's the so only twice a month, con- you know, if you or yeah, I or, guess it's not that you bad. know. So um, and basically yeah. give yourself like a one shot boot camp and go okay from January to December. I'm only running one shots for a year and to, yeah, and to see like where you get to in terms of like mastering, well, uh, like uh, short form storytelling could be yeah. really neat. Give, given where your skill set lies already, I feel like you could probably do some really cool stuff with that. Well, that's not, that's not a terrible idea. You know, maybe that's something to, to, to really consider not to mention that could create some interesting content for us to talk about. Oh, for uh, sure. Um, but yeah, like if we don't feel like we're approaching that, um, really satisfying ending, I think a lot of times as GMs, we just kind of keep things going until the universe kind of aligns for us. Yeah. You're Um, hoping that it'll sort of come out like, oh, maybe if I, if I give it another session or two, maybe then I'll, you know, maybe we'll find it sort of thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we just are like, well, let's let's add another episode and like a lot of tv shows where the ending of it is indefinite like they're just trying to get renewed season to season it just kind of overstays its welcome yeah you've seen shows like this where it's like maybe they are even really good for a couple seasons and then they just they run too long i think lost is a good example of that oh man 
What's the deal with the smoke monster? Like, I need the, to know. The, the, the frustration about that was that you had all these really interesting, compelling characters that you would want to get into, but the, the show would just not ever answer questions and it would just keep asking new ones. Right. And, uh, and it was very, very good at asking interesting questions. So and, infuriating. And so you'd be like, well, I got to know about that now. You don't get to. And it's like, no, like literally you don't have an answer. Right. And I think maybe it's, it's worth pointing out that JJ Abrams has like a particular problem with this. Yeah. Um, I think he, he doesn't, I don't think he raps stories. Well, I don't know if he tells stories. Well, I think he directs action. Well, yeah. Right. I think that he can, he comes up with interesting initial ideas. Yes. Like there's a lot of value to him. But I definitely don't want him doing all of the work. Yeah. You know, kind of in the uh, the vision of It'd be everything. It's interesting to see him like co-running a project or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like just, you know, I, I would even just be my cinematographer. I could be like, look, I don't have a problem with lens flyers. They're great, right? He, right. he likes to keep action visually moving he loves to have the camera just booking it around the scene um so there's some really good stuff there anyway i'm getting off topic here but um this is just uh, a thing that is extremely difficult i think the easiest thing to do in D D is to is to do your opening session like it's so easy to to make that always seem br- brilliant and like you have this great plan and you're like kind of you're like bro i have basically some some uh short notes here i've got like three bullet points you know what yep. I mean? like uh but you know almost every movie opens well right almost every yeah. show even tv episodes open in an interesting fun way but rarely do we get an ending that we're we're, we're, we're really happy you know What's- even like even like game of thrones i would say is just it's just the greatest thing you've ever seen and then and then what's what's one of your favorite show openings of all time oh man what a question um i think a lot of the marvel films opened well um i think the first iron man opens well Mm. um i I like that that scene where he's in the humvee with the soldiers and they're just like joking around and stuff you know yeah that's really cool um i think another um man i'm just trying to think of like alaska like oh the opening for the D D movie was even pretty good you know with the scene i I missed it we were you missed it were you going to the bathroom we were no we were stuck in line getting snacks Oh my gosh. We we got in as they were rolling in the snow. And I was like, ah. Oh man. You missed so you missed one of the best parts of the movie. (laughs) I know. But I was like, "Ah, I'm gonna go see it again anyway. So it's all yeah, that's true. That's true. Like uh, no worry. Oh, by the way, one thing I didn't mention about that, I loved how much they did use practical effects. Yes, for the creatures. Yeah, there was definitely plenty of CG as well. Like some things just make more sense that way. But where they could, they used a lot of like sculpture and puppetry. Yeah. Uh, like the Dragonborn the, are so all, cool. Yeah, the dra- there were like two Dragonborn that I can remember seeing in the in the movie. Maybe there was more. And but yeah, it was like clearly a guy in a suit and but not in like a bad way. Right. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. There's an Aarakocra. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and who's just absolutely hilarious looking again. I mean that in the best way. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> um, so that, that's a couple of them. So uh, eat. you want to hear mine? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Full stop. My, I think my favorite in, uh, opening sequence for a show ever is the opening to breaking bad when he's in the rv and he's careening down this like desert road things are just Mm -hmm. bouncing you're seeing stuff rolling around in the back there's a body like he's he's wearing nothing but his tidy whiteies they're wearing like their freaking gas mask and they're just like every you're you're looking at the scene going what in the heck is going on he crashes into a ditch, staggers out, rips this thing off, and it's this white bread dude with a caterpillar mustache. He's like, <gasps> and he starts like basically trying to do his like last will and testament to a freaking talk boy with a to, with a screen. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, this is not an admission of guilt, blah, blah, blah. And and then he like walks up onto the road with his button up shirt, but no pants. And he just points a, a silver handgun down the road. Boom. Hit your title sequence. And I was like, you got me hooked, bro. Like 100 percent. I'm like, I'm down for this ride. This looks nuts. Vince yes. Gilligan, by and large, that is very good at opening every so episode. Good. He's so yeah his, like, his whole team like with better call saul also mm-hmm. man why what a genius because you it, they really are kind of just part of the same show ultimately um you know and yeah in terms of like setting up your scene um yeah. you know and setting the mood and yeah kind of getting the art in there making sure that that we remember we're watching something that yeah. It's supposed to not only be entertaining, but meaningful. I so, love me a good opening session, baby. Yeah. So, and that, that can be a whole art form in, in itself. I think, um, you know, ultimately, you know, talk to your players. We always say that, but it's like, make sure that you're thinking about them, that you're using that secret ingredient to anticipate like what, what they might need in the end in order to be able to walk away happily because when you think about it, we're never, we're probably never going to play these characters again. So in a way they kind of die. And mm. so you want to be able to say, what would this player like to do before they die? Mm. And if you're not sure what that is, then I think you should definitely ask, make, um, make a, make a character bucket list. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a good idea. You right. Know? I mean, either for your players or even when, even with yourself, like when you're just making a character in the beginning, like, okay. Like, especially if you know, it's going to be like a year long campaign or something. It's like, well, what do I want to accomplish out of this? What are some like fantasy moments or tropes I would like to experience? That can be a very useful thing to hand off to your GM. I I was just going to say, you give that to your GM and it's like, you know, that, that is an example of a player taking responsibility for their experience. For the experience that they want they're, they're yeah. putting in the work and thinking about like okay not only am i making this character but i'm thinking about who they are and what i want out of my experience playing them and then you give that to your gm and that immediately helps the gm go all right you know now i have something that i can try to deliver on instead of just well i'm gonna try to come up with something cool and i hope it lands which 
can like some people can do that. Some people are very good at that. But other people, it's like, you know, anyone, if you give them a target to shoot at instead of just saying, do something cool, like if you've got parameters to follow, it actually makes creativity easier, which is nice. And there you have it. I think I have really nothing to to add to it. Parameters help creativity. It's very smart. Right on. Um, you know, uh, even in our class the other day, I was like, here's a very open ended project. And one of the kids was like, tell me what to draw. <laughs> Dude, the <laughs> open ended stuff like that is some I mean, people love it. And some people mm, ugh, that's too much for analysis paralysis, man. Analysis paralysis. Yeah, I love to make decisions, but like not everybody does. So. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, uh, speaking of making decisions, thanks for listening to this show. Um, I think we should wrap it up there. I think we basically got it covered. So, Andrew, why don't you uh, wrap us up? Full agreement. Um, So real quick, just a little bit of housekeeping, Um, just so everybody knows coming uh, later in this month. Right now, it is uh, April 11th. Um, later this month for work, uh, I'm going to be going with, uh, the company I work for Nord games to the gamma conference in Reno. And we're going to be doing some, uh, some game industry stuff up there. Um, so that's going to throw a little bit of a skip into our normal recording schedule. So we are going to be having, um, an episode on the let's see we will have an episode on april 17th an episode on the 20th i believe uh no on the 24th and then for uh the next couple weeks we will be out and then our next episode after that will be on may 14th so if you're listening for a while during April and you realize there hasn't been a few episodes, it's not a mistake. There's some scheduling stuff going on. So just uh, to give everybody a heads up, try to bear with us and, you know, play some stuff in the meantime. There's other stuff to do than listen to our dulcet tone. So uh, we really appreciate your patience and kind of just bearing with us because we got a bunch of other stuff going on, too. And sometimes you just got to manage it. Um, but apart from that, thank you very much for listening. And like we've said during the show, uh, if you'd like to support us, stop on over at the uh, patreon.com slash inspiration point and support the show. Tell your friends if you are enjoying what, uh, what we're, what we're doing over here and that's about it. So think about what you want your characters to do before they wrap up their stories and with that being said let's wrap up our story so until next time stay inspired bye bye bye